Sam Johnston. And I am Leslie, bringing you your weekly dose of horror. <sighs> yeah, we're really getting into this. It's really Ooh. feeling it under the skin. Oh, I feel like I have something crawling underneath my skin. Yeah, ooh, there's something in there. <laughs> something that's out of this world. Wow. I mean, she definitely is. Definitely. Scarlett Joe, out of this world. And the reason that we're talking about her is because we just watched... <laughs> Which what movie did we just uh, say? Yeah, yep. Under the Skin <laughs> from 2013, directed by Jonathan Glazer, written by Walter Campbell and Jonathan Glazer. A mysterious young woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours in Scotland. However, events lead her to begin a process of self-discovery. I had this is one that I had seen before. I'd never seen it. You had never seen it before, which is no. always fun. I always like kind of like one of us has, one of us hasn't. It's a uh, different experience. It is. And, you know, this is one that I've had in my own bucket list. And I have always, like, I would, you know, go into one of the, you know, thingies, stingers. Uh, I was going to say hummus. <laughs> One of the hummuses. No, Hulu, Netflix. Oh, the streaming, streaming services. services. Yes. Yeah. The services. I'm like, the hummus services. <laughs> what can I dip into? Um, and that was always one that I would be so close to putting on. And I'm just like, not the day. So, yeah. That's why I sometimes like the bucket because it forces us to watch these movies that. There's been a couple of the movies, too, for the same exact thing, where, like, I've almost watched them, but just haven't for one reason or another. But then we have to watch it for the podcast. Yes. And, and it's a nice excuse. I am so happy that I saved myself for the podcast, because um, this is one that if I were to have seen by myself, I would have absolutely fallen asleep. Mm. It mm-hmm. is a much slower film. Very artsy, like we mentioned in the beginning. You were like, this is artsy. Um, and it totally is, but it would have put me to bed. Yep. This is definitely a filmmaker's movie, as I like to call mm-hmm. it, because we got uh, filmmakers that are playing with a lot of different techniques and, you know, really treating this as a high form of art, which is fun. Um, and it's different. And I think we have these movies in the bucket to remind ourselves that we can take horror and thrillers to that level of being an art house film. Yeah. Um, and my first experience watching this movie was actually at a film festival. So in my mind, it when I saw it there, it very much felt film festival. You know, this is a cel- it, these are places does. where it's a celebration of people, filmmakers pushing themselves, pushing the art, and people going out and appreciating that. Mm-hmm. And definitely, when I saw it, I was like, "This is a person who set out with a very clear." story in mind of what they wanted to tell and push the boundaries of the art and try to tell it in a different way. Definitely a different kind of movie than I think we've had on this podcast. Oh yeah. I mean, we have seen 1930s movies Mm -hmm. 
Um, this one by far has been the slowest mm-hmm. form of um, storytelling. Yeah. And I want to make it clear, and I'm pretty sure I'm reading the room right. When we say slow, it doesn't mean a bad thing. No. It's not a bad slow. It's just a slower burn kind of movie. Yeah. You just have to be focused. Yeah. Um, and that's a thing I don't have when I'm by myself. Um, I barely have that with companies. So uh, it isn't uh, the film's fault that I go to bed. It is truly just if I'm not actively doing something while I'm trying to enjoy a film, I just pass. I pass out. Yeah. I've done it at movie theaters. I've done it everywhere. So Nothing against you. Nothing against yeah, you I, under the skin. I do think that it really it kept me with it the whole time. Even though it was somewhat slow, it definitely kept me in it. Oh, why is that? You just want to dive into the can? Let's get into the can. Um, The actual filmmaking, like I already said, it's a filmmaker's movie, so they're doing a lot of different things. Um, And, I mean, I thought that the first, what was it, like five minutes of the film when it's kind of like the opening of 2001 A Space Odyssey, where we're getting a lot of, yeah, crazy music mixed with some images that we don't really know what they are. So this first moment, I think, is like the creation of her. Her, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the it ends with an I. So yeah. it kind of is like, oh, birth, birth, or the birth of. Scarlett Johansson. Which, yeah, like it takes its moment in the darkness where we've seen Scarlett Johansson before. In her, she was just a voice. True. But so, we know. We know yeah, her. We know her. Yeah. Um, so then all of a sudden you had a white little dot coming by. And you're just like, okay, what is that? You're like, you, you're you leaning in, or at least I was. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, it's just bright light. And you're just like, oh, God, ow. And then it expands, and it looks like the iris of a of an eyeball. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It remind. I mean, it definitely, I think, is playing with images of, like, the Big Bang. You know, starting something st- Starting off super small and suddenly explosion of light and life and the beginning of the universe, you know, and then the eye and then her forming words to, you know, prepare herself to fit within humans. Embody. Embody humans and ultimately stalk and kill them or drain them or whatever they got going on. I mean, <laughs> more Sweeney Todd meat pies. Um, so these, I think this opening is a very great tone setter for the movie because you're right. It takes its time. Um, it's uh, slow paced, but also the music is really driving the action and we're seeing things that we don't necessarily understand things that are very otherworldly, and that is kind of this whole movie, you know? It's her looking at everything in our world as something that is very foreign and very otherworldly. She's trying to understand what's what humanity is about. And so just like we as the audience are trying to understand what's going on, too. Mm-hmm. It's very much setting 
us in her shoes immediately. Has she crash landed anywhere else? Any other planets? Is this is Scotland the first Earth location mm. that she has been in? Um, and also, who are those motorcycle henchmen? Are, you know, it's they seem to be taking care of her, mm-hmm. keeping an eye that she is going to consume to live. Um, because she doesn't consume in the way that we've seen before. No. The first time I saw it, I'm I'm just taking Scarlett Johansson as like this creepy girl, whatever, going around Scotland stalking people. But I feel like in this viewing, I was really thinking about them as just animals. Yeah. Because animals have no empathy or sympathy or conscious. They're working off of instinct. And that's exactly what the first half of this movie is going on with her and these motorcycle guys you know i think they're all part of this species whatever it is but they're all animals you know there's no there's no emotion there they are doing they're working solely based off of instinct and that instinct is telling them to consume mm-hmm. um and the first half of the movie is her figuring out how to consume in among humans and learning what they want and presenting it to them to then Reel them in to this, the the consuming room. Yeah. The consuming sludge or whatever that is. Very yeah. dark. Yeah, the deep, like, void. Like, absent, void. absent of everything. Oh, yeah. And I like that choice, too, because, first of all, it's creepy. It's creepy, like, being in this black void and you don't know what's around you, where anything is. But also, for the majority of the dudes that she lures in there, it forces them to only focus on her because there's nothing else around in that room. And the only light in this dark void is Scarlett Johansson, which continues this idea of pulling them closer into her so she can snatch them. You know what else also that void reminds me of? Hmm. Um, Christian Bale's Batman. Okay. What, like his lair? His lair. Batman lair. And I kept writing down her lair. <laughs> well, yes, it is. It's it's her little bat cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has an indoor pool. Ooh, <laughs> made out of go goop. In, don't go in that pool. You will not come out. She's hunting, you know. So how it's shot is also very voyeuristic. We have a lot of cameras appearing like they're hidden cameras because I mean I know for a fact that truck that she was driving around while she was hunting the whole time was rigged up with. I think they said nine to ten cameras in there. And a lot of the people that she came across and asked directions for from or whatever, those are real people. Those are non-actors. She was just driving around Scotland and just randomly asking people. And then they just picked out the best bits. I'm looking for the M8. Hey. Uh, hi. Do you want to lift? Eh. Uh, hi, why not? I'm, I'm just uh, driving, just... Uh some furniture for my family and all right so you live alone yes you love it that's great what's that hey that's a tattoo my name of your name yeah what's your name andy andy hi nice to meet you too thank you very much 
everything seems very voyeuristic and it's because obviously she is watching everyone and she's, she's wa- picking out her her prey she's picking out prey while simultaneously the ones that she is uh preying on are preying on her mm-hmm. uh because she's a beautiful woman and she knows it uh, she probably picked the skin on purpose and also and and that that to me like her knowing that she picked a good skin mm-hmm. uh was the way that she went and shopped at the mall she knew what she like she was looking at makeup uh she was looking at what clothes needed to be bought she bought a fur jacket which is animal animal and also, it is out of what everybody else was wearing. She did not look like she belonged. Her hair was black, short. She was wearing red lipstick. She was wearing really loud, you know, clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she appeared alone. I think that that's a good lead into fucking Scarlet Joe because I thought she was great in the she, movie. Yeah. Even though, like, on the surface, it's like, I feel like seemingly an easy job to be very stoic a lot of the time. There was still a lot of things going on in her head. You can tell even in these moments of her seemingly just looking forward. She, You can tell she's trying to comprehend the world. She's trying to comprehend humanity even with these quote-unquote blank stares. And acting is not just about making facial expressions. You know, like Jim Carrey, it is really putting it in your eyes and making the thought process really apparent. And and that is what's difficult. Um, And when it comes to filming, you have to have minute little bits of things. You can't be too grand like in a theater. So her showing her not computing what was going on, like the scene where she is praying. So she's following a guy and then this guy just appears on her driver's seat and then she puts down her window to try to talk to him and then he starts spitting and then everybody, all these boys just like come and start attacking the car and she's just like, oh, what's going on? Mm -hmm. She didn't read it as like, oh, I'm going to, I'm being attacked. No. She was just like, oh, these people are not acting the way I need them to. I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. And she did. And then she just like continued going. Yeah. Unfazed. Yep. For most of the movie, yeah. Unfazed. And I love those moments, too, of her. It was like the transition moments. It's like literally just a moment of yeah. taking off the mask of like, the human. And those transitions were so great, so creepy. Because she can put it on so fast mm-hmm. and easily yeah um yeah no i thought she was she was awesome and she, we we were with her the whole time so she had to be i mean yeah absolutely yeah. um all right well should we get to the meat let's get to it because there's some meatiness in this movie that she eventually eats when you start when she starts feeling empathy wanting to be human and experience 
the human experience is when things go wrong. Yep. I think that it does a great job of turning the mirror on us as humans because we're following a, a being that isn't human, that's trying to understand humans and is looking at us from a very analytical point of view. So we as the audience are also seeing ourselves in that and we're being reminded of like, oh God, these fucking dudes like trying to prey on her when we're seeing these guys get consumed by the, by the goop and then eventually their skin becomes loose from their body and then their insides get sucked out. I mean, like that is a very reverse rape kind of thing. You know, instead of something being forced within you, mm. your insides are being forced out Ooh. of you. Yeah. And yeah. we are also typically when people are thinking about that, you know, it's a man raping a woman, but we have the character who's appearing female luring in men. So it's also this kind of reverse roles, but it doesn't really matter because it's all still saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's It's also just like if. Like, when I leave my house, I have to put on a mask. I change my physicality. I change the way I walk um, and the way I am viewing the world if I'm alone. If I am with someone else, all my guards are down. Not all of them, but, like, all that masking and appearing a different, like, much bigger than I I am is gone because I am with someone else. So when I'm by myself, I try to appear much more different than how I am. So then people don't fuck with me. Um, and, and men don't think that I'm an easy target. So I saw a lot of that too, of it being played with her masking and being sweet when uh, she's talking to men and then when they're not going to come into the car, then she just drives off and then dissolves mm -hmm. that smile. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just something that I feel like a lot of women do to get by and not get hurt. Because even sometimes when you're sweet to someone um, out in the streets, um, you can still, like, that is an opportunity for someone to come in um, because they think that you're you're meek. You're, mm -hmm. you know. And typically, like you already said, that's not an experience that men have to go through. Of When you leave your house alone, you have to put on that mask of, you know, intimidation to just feel comfortable. That's not typically that something I don't think men have to deal with every day. Mm -hmm. So this movie flips it on, on, on men really mm -hmm. of like, you should also have to realize the dangers of this world. You haven't had to be, be reminded of it as much, but this movie now is throwing out a massive predator to these unsuspecting dudes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, you you better have your head in a swivel too. I really do enjoy her journey of self-discovery because the majority, I mean the first half of the movie is her just being this like brutal force that's moving through and consuming and that's it. And then she comes across a person 
who is disfigured and very much rejected from society, I think probably more so than any of the other dudes that she consumed before. And she, that forces her to look at herself literally in a mirror and be like, who am I? Who am I? And why am I doing this? And do I have to do this? And then she lets that guy go. She lets the disfigured man go. That's the first guy that she lets out of the goop. Um, and then it's after that point that she's like, I want to be human. Like, I don't want, she rejects what she is and she wants to be, she wants to have that simple life with that man in the countryside. Uh, he takes her in and does not do anything to her. Just lets her be, gives her food that she doesn't eat because she fucking can't eat human food. No. Um, but doesn't doesn't do anything. And it's not until she makes the move that then he comes. As much of a move as she could make. <laughs> just, oh, for those listening, um, we're just... Well, you have your mouth open ill <laughs> and tongue out. That's how, I, that's how you kiss, right? Gross. Not like that. <laughs> oh, right. I was joking. What are you, Tina Belcher? <laughs> uh, God. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes he, the first move, right? He makes the first move, but, like, this is a a man that she would have learned to eat. And she gets to see the day in the life of this person that who lives alone just moving through their lives trying to be a decent person um and and then uh things happen mm-hmm. but then that's there's that reminder mm-hmm. i mean we have a couple reminders she is she's has that cake scene where she tries to take the bite from the cake but immediately she, spits it out she gags it out can't have that no then she tries to have sex with this man doesn't Can't have do that. the holes. Doesn't have the right equipment. And then... She flat down there like a barbado. Yep. And so she realized, like, she really can't be human. She is all alone. And then she runs away into the woods and comes across a fucking rapist that assaults her and tries to rape her. And at that moment, it's like, do I even want to be human? Are humans any less brutal than what she was doing yeah no so why even try to be human in the the, again we're going back to this idea of reminding us that the world is fucking brutal Mm -hmm. alien human we even have fucking nature killing two parents yeah they literally the ocean sucks these two people in Sucks the dog in. The mom goes and gets the dog. Then the dad goes gets the the mom, and they both get <laughs> who swallowed the fly. <laughs> the ocean got the dog. The dog got the mom. The mom got the dad. And then and I don't know why. And so that I thought was a great moment because it reminds us that even like the natural world, the ocean can suck you up. Yeah, Su- and the ocean's not. The <laughs> oh, um, and the ocean is just doing its thing. It's just doing its thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, like we mentioned, we mentioned 
nature versus nurture. We mention um, sexual abuse. We mention empathy and how it feels to be a human and brutality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just one gender. I mean, although majority of violence and rape is done by uh, uh, males, but it can be done by anybody in any form, physical abuse, like uh, mental abuse. Um, they're all very damaging. And also a way that I can read um, this journey of hers is that, you know, sometimes when you are feeling lonely, you try to fill that with meaningless, you know, um, connections, uh, sexual with people you meet and they don't matter. They don't because you're still feeling lonely. There's still a big old void inside of you. And her consuming these men's is her just like allowing them in. And then she still feels guilty. She still feels she doesn't know who she is. Um, until she allows this one person that shows her kindness, but yet she still cannot find that within her. I didn't put it together until you said it, like the emptiness inside. Yeah. And then when we see what she is inside at the end, it's all black. It's a void. There's What's n- under your skin? She said it. She said it! Uh. Word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, yes. Word of the day. Word but. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get to the cook. I think we should talk about... Let's cook it up. I mean, we kind of... A lot of the things I was going to talk about in the cook, I kind of already mentioned because um, I thought that ocean scene was just a, such a great, you know, metaphor for the Brutal. movie. The brutality of the natural world, the unnatural world, these forces that we don't understand. It just really encapsulated it in that scene. Um, and then the child at the end is just left behind. And that just rings home that nature is not going to spare the innocent either. It's such a brutal scene. I think one of the most brutal, heartbreaking scenes in the movie. And there are deaths that she don't even that she doesn't even cause. She, there's not even people no. that she herself consumes. It's literally the water. It's the ocean. But it know? was necessary. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't move the character's arc nope at all it just it just moves the story in general in how there are even elements out there that are going to do its thing and then it's our interaction with it that is going to cause our you know dismay dismay and destruction i mean and i think it also kind of goes back to this idea of control like we see the ocean we feel like as, as humans we can control something like that but that's a reminder of how big of a force it is and how powerless we actually are to things that we think we understand yeah and no we don't really understand that. no that ocean looked so um so dangerous yeah it Big old, big old waves constantly and dragging you out. You couldn't go back in. Mm-hmm. And then there's that awful moment, too, when the motorcycle guy is going back and you think he's going to, like, maybe pick up the kid. And no, he just grabs the coat and just pieces out. Yep. I really, I mean, 
I'm glad we weren't told who they were, if they were also aliens. But man, I, I mean, I just keep going back and being like, who are they? Yeah, <laughs> they kind of remind me of they? like, like when you have like like ants almost because like the males are like the really tiny worker ants you know and they're the and ones she's who are a queen and she's the queen yeah so everything goes back to the queen it's a very hive mind-esque and well, they're you know cleaning up for her they're providing her with the car and like all this kind of stuff so and food when when food. she when yeah. she um allows that last man to leave she they they capture him and probably put like submerge him in the goop he's going back in the goop probably yeah. God damn. Yikes. Sucks. Yeah. But yeah, but they kind of just seem like her little minions kind of mm-hmm. running around. And then when she goes missing, they're like, ah, oh, what the fuck? What do we got to no. do? We got to find her. Oh, fuck. And it's kind of interesting how they leave those motorcycle guys. Because the last thing that we see is they're all searching for her. The second to last shot of the film is the main motorcycle guy just in this like, like white void. Uh, and you can barely see anything around. He's very lost, it seems like. Are they going to be able to get another being to, you know, capture the man? Or are they lost, too, without her? And I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you, um, you uh, compared them to ants because we do have a scene with an ant. She grabs the ant from the only female body we see. That gets murdered. Um, and it seems like she just got murdered for her clothes. For uh, what it kind of seems like. Scarlett Johansson. Because mm-hmm. everything was to her like proportions. Yeah. Um, and there was a little ant. And, and Scarlett's character picked it up and started just observing it. Yeah. Well, let's get to the thrill. Let's get to the scary part. <laughs> um... I think she was scary. You know, when it was revealed what she would do to people, she, she was scary. She was powerful. I'll go in that goop. I'd go in the goop. I'll go in the- I mean, yeah, we were both like, why are these guys walking into the house? But Scarlett Johansson. A, the house looked torn apart, <laughs> and then inside was, was no better. <laughs> yeah. Remember in um, remember in Hellraiser, whenever she was like bringing them back to the house, and then she went up to the like attic, yeah, disgusting room. Looked, Let's do it in here. It 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 looked like it smelled mm. like rotten flesh, like sewer. It was gross. But then again, Scarlett Johansson right there. She's doing the like backwards walk. Yeah, and sewer. everybody's like, whoa. Some and she just have to take off one piece of exactly. clothing. Exactly, I was gonna mention that too. I I like that she knew how far. Like if if people needed more convincing, she's mm-hmm. just like, ba-doop, ba-doop. yep, yep. And the first guy to actually like not look at her was the disfigured guy. He actually looked behind himself and looked around and realized where the fuck he was. Yeah, he was like, whoa, this is weird. And then she took her bra off that was the first time i think that she got completely nude yeah she was completely nude for her Uh, her underwear and everything Mm -hmm. yeah because he was the one she who needed most convincing to go in there Mm -hmm. good thing he actually got let out well luckily he got put back in he got let out briefly 
and then God knows what happens. Yeah. To him. I thought this movie was so tense. Like the entire time I thought it was tense. Like there really wasn't a moment where I was like, <sighs> because you know, either like she is hunting people and you don't know when she's going to bring someone in or she is being hunted and you don't know if she's going to be captured by the motorcycle guys or a fucking rapist in the woods. So there really wasn't any moment I felt that like wasn't tense yeah. in this movie. And the music also adds a lot of that. Freeman. Yes. Freeman. Yes, we are. And also, I was still waiting for her to fucking consume somebody with her actual mouth or mm. something. Mm -hmm. Like I was I was expecting her to be violent physically um never happened no and i i really enjoyed that i but because i was expecting her to just like you know go all monster on them i was like oh what's gonna happen she looks so innocent right now she looks scared and like nothing she doesn't know what's gonna happen and sometimes when we approach nature, when we approach an animal out there, like a fucking raccoon, they look cute as hell, but they're vicious. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think they kind of, there are some animals out there that look cute for those reasons. Because then it lowers your boundaries or your, not it, boundaries. Yeah. Your, lowers your inhibitions. Yeah. And then they like fucking attack you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the whole idea of like sucking someone dry is is a different horror, you know, because, yeah, you're right. Like a monster, quote unquote, you would expect to just like tear into someone, rip them apart, whatever. But this is a a different kind of consuming that we've never seen before. It's and in slow, slow and very unsettling. That skin yeah. suit when it's like fucking going in the goop is creepy as shit. I thought and I did say it. Uh, while we were watching the film, it reminded me of the commercial of uh, the PCA. PSA. PSA. Yeah. Of uh, marijuana. Yeah. And how there's just like the skin suit just on the on the gadgets. Like ever since whatever her name is, Maria started smoking. She hasn't been the same. <laughs> this is all we do now. <laughs> um. The last thing I wanted to say in the thrill was actually um, bringing, I'm bringing in another movie again because th this movie so heavily it relies on the music to convey her emotions and what's going on. It's, you know, when she's out hunting, it's a certain track. When we're in the, like, consuming room, it's a different track. Mm -hmm. It's very thematic in that way. And it's very, I think the music is almost expressing her emotions mm -hmm. and it reminded me a lot of a girl walks home alone at night because that movie very much relies on the music as well and i think they were trying to do a similar thing of the music is to convey her emotions and what's going on within her and that movie is very similar you know we have a vampire who's out hunting and is an outsider in this world but both heavily rely on music, which I really like because mm -hmm. it's something that we can all understand. doesn't matter if you're an alien, if you're a human. We all can feel the emotions that go on when we hear music. Um, all right, let's get to the ride. Let's huh? get to the ride. We are doing a lot of riding around with Scarlett Joe in this movie. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so I did want to. 
Thank you for mentioning that. You're welcome. I don't know if I like that aspect. Hmm. She's an alien that drives a car around <laughs> Scotland. I guess so. Huh? Yeah. I mean, for <laughs> she's a good driver. She's a great driver. I don't know how she got those skills so fast if she was just born. Uh-huh. But. Um, was she born out of that van? Maybe she's born in the back of the van. Also, why couldn't they get her a smaller car? I mean, to me, it, it definitely gives me like images of creepy dudes, you know. You want candy, Logan? Yeah. I mean, it's creepy, but then you look in the window at Scarlett Johansson. I mean, we already ta- kind of talked right. about like the the ride is slow, but I wasn't bored. No, it was just kind of a slow burn movie. It it was uh, it. I mean. Also, there's not a lot of dialogue, too. So you really have to be paying attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see how this is not for everybody um, because there's not a lot of dialogue, if that's what you heavily depend on. Uh, There's maybe five pages. Of actual lines, yeah. Of actual lines, yeah. Um, And... Yeah, yeah, but it was it was enjoyable. Yeah. It was, and I think that to me, yes, I do understand that, and I already said it's a filmmaker's movie. It is I think probably a little more enjoyable if you like seeing filmmakers experiment with things. But um, I also understand that that is sometimes hard to, for people to swallow. But I think it's almost more impressive that there was that little dialogue, but we understood so many things mm-hmm. that were going on. Because that not only goes back to Scarlett Joe's performance, but like everyone else's performance too, and how they're shooting and how they put this thing together makes it comprehensible for us to understand a lot of complicated themes that they're talking about with like five pages of dialogue. They don't have to even say anything. I think it commendable to these filmmakers to make a film that s- literally says so little, but says a lot. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Under the skin. Wow. Under the skin. 2013. Good job, y'all. 2013. Let's get, let's get to the Smash Pumpkins. <laughs> Do you have a number? <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Why am I so weird? Well, that's why That's why you're here. I need someone to talk to you about this. <laughs> you need someone to need be someone as weird as me. Next to you going, wow. Yeah. That's what I need. I need it. I need I, it. I need this. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I have been watching a lot of SpongeBob recently. This is less way. sober, too. We're not even drinking. We're not even drinking. I anything. Half a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I need a drink. Um, right. Do I have a number? I think I could probably go. Yeah, honestly, go. yeah. I really like this movie. I really, really like this movie. Um, I was excited to watch this movie because I, I feel like we had <laughs> we hadn't had like a really good artsy film in a while. Yeah, and I like these art house movies a lot. Yeah, because uh, it's an ex- it's more of an experience really than like a story. Exactly, I felt like I was going through the experience for this. Mm-hmm. And all the elements were really working for me. I really can't find too much complaint complaints of this movie quite honestly Mm -hmm. what i was just gonna say i usually do when there's nudity that makes no fucking sense 
Um, and they're just incorporating it to just lure people to come and see the movie. This had a purpose. Yeah. Um, and she had stated in like interviews that that is the reason why she did it was mm-hmm. because it made sense to the world. Yeah. And there was that scene, too, when she was looking at herself in the mirror naked. And mm-hmm. there were shots that were close-ups of her body. And... I but it wasn't sexualized. Exactly. It was not, ob- yes, it wasn't objecting her, objectifying her. It was her understanding her body. She was looking at her body. I've done that before. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really made me feel like <laughs> she was taking a look at her muscles and how, like, it forms in her on her, like, bones. And I was... I mean, instead of me being like, oh, my God, yeah, Scarlett Johansson naked, I was like, man, I have to deadlift. (laughs) Yes, you did. You did say that. I have to exercise. (laughs) Yeah, well, Um, but what I do like about it is that we have these moments of her literally just, like, examining her body, but she is a sexual being. She is using seduction mm -hmm. to lure these men in. And But even in those scenes when she was trying to be objectively sexual it still didn't feel like it was too much crossing a line at all we were still telling the story we were still in this world and every choice was for a reason i'm yeah. going to give this movie a 5 honestly i think this movie wow. yeah, i think it is this our first 5 no we we both gave black bear 5 too we did yeah <laughs> yeah I think that's the only other double five that we've had. But yeah. not trying to put any pressure on you. What's your rating? My rating, it's going to be a little bit lower just because of my what I enjoy. Fair. Um, I'm going to I'm I'm going to give it a four point five. Four five. Four point five. Um, I love imagery. And when it doesn't make sense, when it's absurd and abstracted, I thoroughly enjoy that because then I'm making my own perception of what they are trying to accomplish with these. Um, And that is what art is all about. Once you put it out, it's no longer yours. It is for everybody else to consume and make their own choices about what you were trying to say, whether if it's so left of what you were trying to say that is someone's truth about your art and you just kind of have to accept that mm-hmm. um when you put art out there um and yeah i just like i really enjoy that um like i mentioned the sound like the the music i love when it's distorted and eerie and it you really know. got under our skin. Oh, it definitely Ooh. did. Um, and I, I just gave it a little bit lower because I'm still not sure if I enjoy being in silence. But I, at the same time, it's it is challenging, and I like being challenged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you know, um, uh, opposite as that is. I think that makes sense. I think, I mean, I think horror is all about challenging things. Yeah. It challenges a lot of things. I, so that's I, absolutely yeah. fair. 
Um, it, I don't like being challenged in all aspects, but it, this, this one. Uh, we can keep I, it to the horror. Yeah. yeah. You know, they me consuming us. something, uh, I can be challenged. Yeah. But, but um, not how Scarlett Joe was consuming people in this movie. I know. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> Just kidding. I see Adam floating. Oh. <laughs> oh. Poor Adam. Adam's no. Adam's one of the motorcycle guys. Oh, perfect. Oh, he's good then. He's fine. He's fine. I need two more. Any volunteers? <laughs> call him in. Do, <laughs> you can call us at seven seven three six six nine six six seven seven. Call if you want to be a minion. <laughs> Under the skin. Yay. Under the skin. Under the skin. I won't be able to play that song in this episode because copyright issues, but we can do our own version. Yeah. Under the skin. <laughs> Thank you. I would love I'm, I'm That a, is I'm very far removed. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear that later. Uh, you're going to get scared. Whoa. Sorry. Oh, boy. Let's see what we're watching next week. Huh? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. That's my turn, too. What am I grabbing? Not the bucket. There you go. All right. Mix them up. Let's see what we got. I also did today just for no reason at all, just like mixed them. Oh, right. So we'll see if that has oh, any right? effect. I don't know if how we would know that, but here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Intent on seeing the... Kahulawasi River. Okay. Before it stamped and turned into a lake, outdoor fanatic Louis Medlock, Lewis Medlock takes his friends on a canoeing trip they'll never forget into the dangerous American backcountry. Ooh, I think I know what this is. This is one of two movies, but I'm pretty sure this movie is. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's creepy. What is it? Deliverance. Deliverance is exactly what I was Deli- thinking. <laughs> that is the movie I was thinking. I just couldn't think of the name. I swear. 1972. Yeah, we're going to the back country. The oh, back no. country. Oh, this is like some real life horror. This is it? Even, no, it's not even monsters. Oh, it's just human. Yeah. Psychological. Yeah. Yikers. The scariest of them all. We are the monsters. We are the monsters. The twist is there. The twist. (laughs) Well, you can... Call us. Please call (laughs) us. We said the number. We said the number, but we'll say it again. 773-669-6677. Call us. Call us, leave us shit, you guys, so we can have something to talk about yeah. in these bitty sods. I want to hear what y'all have to say, if you have anything to say at all. Yeah, true. If you have anything to say at all. Yeah, say something. If you're going <laughs> to leave a message, don't just make it silence. Hello? <laughs> oh, no. Anyways, uh, go follow me on Instagram, y'all. Color me Leslie. And me at T. Follow us at The Deadlights Pod. Also, check out Playground Social, which is the studio that we're recording this from. But until, until next time, time let's, let's get, get spooky. spooky. Under the skin. Ah. Under the skin. Ah.